looks like we're all here and I would like to welcome everyone to the first episode of a special edition podcast called The Missing. And we did a special drawing, a candle ceremony a couple of weeks ago. And the first one that was chosen was Tommy Albritton. And we have his mother on the line with us. Stephanie, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We had a little problem getting connected, but here we are. And Amanda, my podcast queen, my anchor girl, are you there? I'm here. Okay. So she did a little research and we have a few things to talk about, about this case, Mm -hmm. where Tommy is, um, what this podcast is about is simply that I'm offering, you know, what I can do as a psychic profiler, uh, you know, what I did on haunting evidence. So many people email me every week and they're not able to get me to help them on their case or their family member that is missing or, you know, some some unresolved issue with the actual case file with the investigation or they just drop the ball and they're just not looking anymore and you know what i don't care this is being offered for the rest of until i'm not able to do it anymore every two weeks we are going to record a new episode a new podcast And I'm going to take a look at whatever the universe deems we should look at next. And I do a special drawing out of a crystal bowl. I know that's funny. Um, Crystal bowl. And I do it every other Friday, two weeks before we actually record. And the universe tells me which one. I have no control over which one is chosen. But if you guys want to go ahead and submit your missing persons file, your unsolved case file, your just unsolved mystery, because that's what we're looking at. We're looking at anything that is unsolved. I mean, even if we want to go into things that are historical in value, like, you know, other older cases that are a hundred years old, we can look at those as well, but the universe will decide what is next. And I will post this directly on my official verified Twitter page. So you probably want to go ahead and follow me on Twitter and that's all on my website. And also if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can listen to this in your car on the way to work or on your way home or on your way to somewhere else or while you're cooking, whatever. So we're a podcast now officially. All right, we're done with that. And Amanda, I would like you to lead us in with this case, where we are now. Mm-hmm. You know, what what has been done with this case with Tommy Albritton? All right, um, nine months ago, Tommy Albritton was trying to get his back on track he was holding a steady job a good girlfriend he was recovering from his addiction 
he was generally out of this all started to change, though, when leading up to his disappearance. His mother, Stephanie, as we have here, saw his demeanor changing. A new woman entered his life. She had a reputation, but long before Stephanie thought that he was mute again. And he was also, which is also in recovery, he was staying at, or he was going to volunteers for recovery. Uh, center in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and a spokesperson from there said on March 8th that having a mental health crisis, and then that was the last time anyone physically saw him. Um, what happened after that? That's figured out. Um, he was reporting missing on the 15th. Um, you're, you're kind of going in and out, so he was reported missing when? On the 15th. Okay. After his family and friends hold of him. Okay. Yeah, and that's pretty much where we're at at the moment. Okay, and the name of the last girlfriend who was kind of questionable in Stephanie's eyes is her first name. Brandy. Brandy Sanson. Brandy. Okay. So, Stephanie, let's begin with you. Uh, let's begin with where we are as far as questions. You know, I, I know you want to know whether or not he has crossed over. That's always an important question, but we don't have to do that one first. We'll do it the way you want, okay? Yeah. Okay, so what do we want to know first? I want to know basically what happened, what what brought him to coming up missing and what was going on with him. Okay. To, to make him disappear like this. All right, I'm seeing him having an argument with a female. Uh, who has dark hair? Is that this this brandy person? No, she's a blonde. Okay, there was someone at the center then. He was having an argument with them about how they were proceeding with his treatment and he wasn't happy with it. Um, do you know who this girl was? No, not no dark haired girl. Okay, because this is showing a dark haired female. It's also showing- um, Now I'm a brunette and me and him, we had a little disagreement about him not going back before he, you know, before he went to the, before he had his mental issue on the 8th, me okay. and him had a discussion that was probably a little heated let's about going back to the rehab. Okay, so let's take a look and see if it was you. No, it wasn't you. He loves you. This is somebody that was pretending to be a friend of his, and I believe... They are, all right, ask me about 
this last girlfriend, Brandy, say her name. Brandy. Okay, say her, you can say her last name if you want. Brandy Singleton. Okay. Let's take a look to see if she's even involved in this. Okay. Okay. Let me take a look at that. Okay. I don't think she was directly involved. I think she had communication with him right before he, he left there. Um, but I don't see that being directly involved. I think she had some weird obsession with him. That's what yeah, like an obsession. Like she, she had to get him over some other woman. I, I get that there was a competition involved here where she had to win. She was going to end up with him. I also get that he was thinking and having feelings for a past girlfriend. That's possible. Okay. What was her name? Her name was Lakeisha Bivens. Lakeisha. You will be out with Lakeisha. Yep. I think he was angry because I think Lakeisha actually was the reason that it ended. I don't think it was him. I don't quite know the story about how they ended, but um, I think Tommy, to be honest with you, I think Tommy broke up with her for really to, to be with Randy. Let me see if that's true, because what I get is, is that Lakeisha was becoming more and more distant. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he just took matters into his own hands because he, his ego couldn't handle it. Okay. Yeah. So let me just see if, if he was the reason they broke up. Tommy, were you the reason? you the reason that you broke up with Lakeisha? Okay. Lakeisha's hair color. She's like a brunette, but with red. Because I see her at the emotional center of this. Okay. Mm -hmm. She cared a lot about Tommy. And I also see that she was kind of starting to see somebody else. So there was a crossover there. There was somebody else she was interested in that was a little more stable, a little more attentive. And I think the problem with Tommy was, is that she tried so hard to get him to communicate with her and to be with her and to be there, be present. And he never was, it was always about, you know, his next thing. He wasn't, he wasn't really ready to like set up at the time. 
Yeah. She, she did. She wanted to. Yeah. And he he was in a halfway house and, and trying to get himself together. He wasn't really ready to just settle. Right. And nobody's faulting him for that. But yeah. he had a really hard time communicating this with her. And I think yeah. this yeah. was part of what started the rebellious nature of Tommy and where he went and he found somebody that was completely opposite of her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether or not he broke up with her because, uh, let me just see how he feels for Brandy. How does Tommy feel for Brandy at this point? Okay, let me look. Let me look at Tommy and how he feels for Brandy, this new girl on the scene. You know what? His feelings were for the previous one. Not, to negate, not to negate Brandy and whatever she had offering, you know, but it, it's, it's showing me that she, Brandy was not about feelings. It was about retribution and about saving face. I believe that it, it, she also had, she also had a vehicle and a way for him to escape. And, and there it is, you know. She had the connection. Yeah, and it's a very simple equation, a very simple solution to things. But in his case, he was still harboring feelings for our previous Lakeisha. I believe that. He says. I don't care what he says. He actually felt for her. He just wasn't ready to have a family, a child, and whatever. You know? That's exactly right. Okay. So now we know the emotional tapestry of, of the past right before what led up to this. Let me just see what's going on. Let's talk about the dream I had the day after. It was actually the day I talked to you, which was a couple Sundays ago when I first introduced myself to you and asked you if you had ever had a psychic read. And you probably don't know who I am, but I've been on haunting evidence and I worked for Court TV. I traveled all over the world on very high profile missing person cases, murder cases, unsolved mysteries. So I, I said that to you and then we talked, we chatted a little bit and I just prepped you for what was about to happen with the podcast and that Tommy pushed his way through that Friday morning before when I did the first drawing, he actually knocked five names out of my bowl onto the floor <laughs> after I had chosen him. I had chosen him and I'm like, okay, let me do it again just to make sure. And he got mad and he pushed the five names onto my carpet. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. It's you, it's you, sorry. <laughs> you know, and I don't know if he was like that where he makes himself known and he communicates what he wants and he's very strong-willed. Yes, he is. And that's what happened. That's why he became the first one. I had no other choice than to go along with this and then everything was fine. Once I went with him, took a picture of his name against my candle uh, 
everything was fine. That night on Sunday, you found out, I guess you had found out from a friend that your boy's name was chosen for this podcast, correct? Yes. Okay. And then you introduced yourself as his mother and, you know, I called you that day on Sunday and we chatted a little bit. You didn't tell me very much. You just, you just, I think you were like, oh my God, he was chosen, you know, <laughs> um, that night I had a dream and, you know, I usually don't dream of case files, you know, unless it's like an important thing I need to pay attention to. So I had a dream and I had multiple dreams at night, but the one I remember, it was in the morning before I woke up. I saw him in his vehicle. I saw him parking. He had arranged to pick up more drugs. So that, you know, mm -hmm. th this is what the dream was. I saw that he was doing, you know, picking up drugs that he had a conversation with someone, a friend. He got out of his vehicle and he walked. And in the dream, he's sitting at the base of a tree. And I couldn't figure out what that was. And I'm like, why are you sitting? And then I saw that he was so disoriented. He had double vision. He had vertigo. He had to sit down. Whatever he took was laced with something and then i talked to amanda amanda let's verify this i talked to you and you had never told me anything about the case Correct. you had told me that you talked to stephanie yeah. and so what happened when i called you and i said this i said you know what's weird i had this dream last mm -hmm. night yes and then then after you told me your dream i, I told you the truck that was found it was in a forest in a national park over there i believe it was and uh, that his phone was found a few feet away from the, the truck itself but they haven't found it. So. okay so the phone itself for some reason you're cutting in and out but i'm i'm gonna recapture what you just said and i believe stephanie got lost on the connection and hopefully she calls back. Mm -hmm. Text her to call back on that link. Anyway, um, so then you told me that the phone was found on the path outside the vehicle, correct? Yes. yes. And this was at a state park? Correct. Okay. I had no way of knowing that. No, you did not. No. And from what I saw, I couldn't figure out why is why is tommy sitting okay she's back stephanie hello. hi <laughs> okay so we're telling the story of the dream and amanda is confirming that the phone was found outside the vehicle on a path yeah about 100 feet away and i see him walking he tommy is disoriented double vision 
he's having vertigo, he's needing to sit down. So I see him sitting down at the base of a tree. There's no way I could have known that, that he was walking anywhere because I don't think the news actually stated that. No, they never did. They never did say anything about the truck either, I don't believe. The only way that I would have known that is after I had the dream and I talked to Amanda and she said she was just Stephanie the mama. And this is Stephanie Jargon, Jarnigan, I'm sorry. Jarnigan. And um, I said your son's name correctly this time, though. <laughs> um, so Stephanie yes. Jarnigan, and she's the mama, and this is in Tennessee at a state park, and this is where they found the vehicle. As I understand it now, the vehicle belongs to Brandy. Right. Yes. This is the new girlfriend that's kind of questionable in the eyes of family, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're going to look now. I need to see what happens. Like, because when I have a dream like that, it's, it's breadcrumbs. It's details. And I have to go in and see why he's there. So Stephanie, I'm going to ask you to anchor me right now mm -hmm. and ask me where he was sitting in front of the tree and what happened. Where was he sitting in front of the tree and what did happen? Okay. Say his name. Tommy. What happened in front of the tree? Got it. Why was you sitting there? And the reason I have you re-say his name is for vibration and, okay. Oh. Well, it looks like he had a foot. You said Brandy had uh, lighter hair? Yeah. They had a fight beyond a fight. Let me... Yes, he had her truck and she was mad about it. Oh my God, look at this. Look at this. He was driving to blow off steam. He was getting drugs to say, I'll do what I want, bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but that's what he said. Uh, wow. Forgive me for my language. Um... But I'm just, when I'm channeling something, I, I'm seeing it directly for what it is. They had a huge blowout. Then he gets in the car. All right, Tommy, what happened after that? Tommy, are you here with me now? Just tell me what happened. There he is meeting the guy for the deal. And it was, it was definitely cut with something. Because this usually indicates, this combination usually indicates a, a cutting of something or a, a splitting up of something. So it's not pure. Okay, let me see. Okay, Tommy, when you met this guy, was it at the park? What's the name of the state park? It's just a national forestry. It's over by North Carolina, by the Carolina and Tennessee line. Okay, let me look at that. 
Was it there that you met this guy for this deal? Was it there? There's the deal. Okay. Tommy, were you at the park meeting this guy for the drugs? It's okay. We know you. That's we know that's what you were doing. So is it is it at this park? Is it at this national park? Where you meet this guy? Okay. Okay. There he is. There he is. Um, he's worried because the guy is being sort of shady and it's somebody he knows, but he's being kind of cryptic about, you know, the drugs themselves, the price, you know, he doesn't know until he gets there, you know, how much. And Tommy's kind of skeptical meeting him because the deal is changing like as he's talking to him and he's like you know look are you giving me this or not and let me see if it's at the park is it at this national park okay yes it's not only him but some other guy too two guys two guys one is thinner one is more robust and built more like Tommy okay two guys he knows them uh. it, it did Brandy have anything to do with his demise not well I mean it sort of kicked it off it was the catalyst let's say okay uh -huh. the catalyst for this for these events beginning okay i don't think she was the reason he is gone i think it was the reason the events of that particular day happened and that was on the 8th correct um i don't i know on the 8th he went to okay ut hospital for mental for a mental crisis and he left the hospital okay and that was on the 8th I would say around the between the eighth and the like going over into the ninth because it was about seven o'clock that evening on the eighth when he went to UT Hospital and it was the next morning when I find out that he was out of that he had left the hospital. Got it. And the last text message I had gotten from him was on the tenth of March. Right. And that's when I lost all communication with him. Okay, you sent him one. He sent you one. Uh, I I sent him a text. I was actually in Florida, and I sent him a text to ask him about something, and uh, he texted me back. And then after that, I tried to call him later that evening, and there was no response. Okay, what did he text back? Do you have it? Oh, we was we was talking about some pictures that was on Facebook. Okay, do you and have the text? Uh, yeah, I still got the text on my phone. Yeah. Would you mind saying it so I can look? Um, you want me to send it or read the text? Well, I mean, if you feel more comfortable sending it to Amanda, and then Amanda can read it. But if you can just read it, is it very personal? 
Well, no, there was, he had some pictures of my husband's guns on his Facebook. And I asked him, I asked him how they got on there and why he had them on there. And he said he didn't know how they got on onto his storyline and that he was trying to take them off. And I just asked him if he'd please remove them. And he said, yeah, as soon, he said as soon as he could figure it out, he would remove them. Some and of them is flashing. And when I say something is flashing during a read, that means that the statement is a lie or incorrect. So let me see if he was telling the truth, okay? Okay. About the guns and Facebook. Let me just see if Tommy was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nope. No. He was not telling the truth. It only flashes in front of my face when you're talking and you're telling me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not true. Yeah, I, I knew that he put him up there. I think he just... I think he was being cocky and yeah. off and acting like he was all that. And look at how, look at how powerful I am. Can I yeah. skip? My yeah. thoughts exactly. That's why I told him to take them down because they didn't belong to him anyway. And I didn't want people thinking that. And of course not. I was getting people texting me, telling me that they were on his storyline. So, look, I mean, bottom line, I'm in there looking at your son, Tommy. Tommy Albritton, or Albritton, I'm sorry, Albritton. Tommy Albritton, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking, and he's he's here with me now, he's on the top right side of my head, so he's here, um, and you know what, he's actually an okay guy, <laughs> he's, he's just, he was scared, he was scared, he was being threatened at that point, and that's what I'm getting. He was being threatened. I think I think Tommy spoke before he thought about speaking. Is that correct? Because I get that he uh, Yeah, sometimes he did. Yeah. Yeah, and I get that he pissed some people off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I don't think he did it to piss them off. I think he was just speaking out of turn. In in some ways he was emotionally dyslexic if i have to say you know he would say yeah. stuff and then realize what he said after you know yeah. and I think, with the guns. I think that's what the guns were about but here's the thing when he met these people for the drug deal he got up in their face i'm gonna tell you what i'm seeing okay he mm -hmm. got up in their face these two guys the one was very much larger than the other one. The other one was kind of like thin and wiry. Um, and when he met them, he didn't trust that he was buying what he was buying. He questioned them and their integrity and said, you know, what is this stuff? And they said, okay here's what happened and i'm going to triple check this but what i get is that he tried it they let him sample it they said well do a taste and then you know see how it is and at that point he had already taken it 
Let me make sure this is correct. Is that the correct? Okay, let me see. Did you take it before you got back in the car? Did you take it before you got back in the vehicle, Tommy? Did you take these drugs before then? No. It was when he stopped and he got out. So something in him, his intuition or whatever, told him that this was a bad deal. Something had gone wrong. Like, I almost get that one of the guys, he didn't know one of them. And he was like, who are you? And I think it was a setup. That's kind of what I'm getting. I don't know if this is ringing true with you, Stephanie, but that's sort of what I'm getting here. Yeah. He knew the one guy, but he didn't know the other one. And Tommy doesn't like when he doesn't know something. No, he don't. And he got up in their faces, and that was probably the wrong thing to do at the time. And they said, look, man, just try it. You know, if, if you don't like it, we'll, we'll, we'll go home. And he was so desperate to escape the emotional trappings of what he was in that he was willing to do it. That's where Tommy made his mistake. He was just looking for an escape, looking for a way out. I don't think he meant to hurt you guys, his family, or anybody. I think he wasn't thinking about that. I think he was thinking about, you know, he left this rehab center and I see him not trusting them. Like they were just giving him, you know, the, the, the script of, you know, what they say to everybody. And he said, you don't know me. You have no idea who I am. And he walked out. And I think that was the quote mental breakdown because he didn't want to stay and listen to their BS, you know? Yeah. And he was kind of done with it. He was like, you know, he, he just, he knows BS when he hears it. And Tommy is one to call it out. Is that correct? Yeah, he has been known for that. But he has been known to BS himself. Well, I mean, it's fine if he's doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine if he's the one delivering. But, like, yeah. no, usually when you're a good liar, you are good at delivering BS. Yeah. Um, you know how to recognize it in others. You're the first person to, to call them up on it. Oh, yeah, he'll definitely do that. All right. So here's what I'm seeing so far. I think he left the rehab center because it was just a bunch of nonsense with them talking about how they were going to do this and that. And he had to go through these rules and regulations and this sort of process in order to make himself feel better. You know, and he's like, that's not going to make me feel better. What the hell is this? And he just decided right there and then that it wasn't for him. So 
because he decides it's not for him they decide that he's having a mental breakdown he didn't have a mental breakdown stephanie at all at all there was no mental breakdown or he texts text the the manager of the place yeah. and she had sent me the text messages that he sent her and he had told her that he he needed some help that it was really serious okay and, uh, but i don't know if he just bs'd his way to do that just to well, get to, a, to the hospital to leave free it was free and he didn't have to pay for it so yeah. i think it i think he realized at that point but i don't think he wanted to stay with the rehab center and that free program well we paid for his program but after he relapsed he he didn't he wanted to go back but then he didn't want to go back he was having a issue with that well i think it was because it was the only option and he wanted some other option yeah he did he did want some other options there just there really wasn't no other options left for him at that moment look i think what he was having trouble with was his addiction okay i don't yeah. think anything else i think he was addicted to the drugs and he needed to wean off of them instead of doing it you know it just just carte blanche like that you know just just yeah. weaning himself off the next day i think it had to be done gradually and it had to be done with certain drugs that would mimic the drugs he was taking okay i'm a doctor's daughter so i know some stuff um but if he if he tries to do it you know uh too quickly before his body is used to it it's not going to work and i think he was just scared that he would never get out of wanting the drugs yeah he was clean he was clean for almost 10 months and well longer than that he was in the the rehab for 10 months and previous to that he was in jail for about 4 months so well the jail, he was clean. the jail part is him rebelling against people telling him what to do yeah. um you know that's what the jail part is i mean i'm not judging him for any of that cuz i still see he's a good spirit you know he yeah. he cares for little animals and he cares for like you know um other things like you know he's not a psychopath no he's not he's he's a good kid i mean he'll give you anything you want if he's got it he, and he's always helped everybody when he could and and would go out of his way for for anybody. Right. So bottom line, I don't think it was his personality that was the problem. I think it was just the series of events that kicked this off and triggered this activity. The yeah. two guys, let's go back to the two guys he met for the drugs. Okay. So bottom line, I think Brandy, the only thing she's guilty of is making him so mad that he went back to drugs. I think yeah. she, 
I'm gonna say something, and you know what? I don't care. I think she belittled him. I think she emasculated him and made him not feel like a man. Well, she helped him get the drugs. I know that. Well, I think he bypassed her and went to them himself. Yeah, I see that happen. I think they fought, and he's like, oh, well, my money's good anywhere, and they'll take my money as long as I have money. But yeah. because he bypassed her, they delivered something that was cut. Now, Amanda, you were telling me that that area is known for cutting their drugs. What is the story? Well, actually, this is actually within Georgia, Tennessee. There's a lot of drugs right now. You're cutting in and out. So either talk directly into the phone or take it off speaker. There's a lot of drugs being cut with fentanyl in this area. In that area in Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, North Carolina, all that area is nothing but drugs that have been cut with fentanyl. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been a big problem with a lot of people dying from it. Okay. Um, you're coming in clear now. Okay. Amanda. Um, thank you. Uh, so what do you want to ask now, Stephanie, as far as, I know you want to know, well, where is he, but let's get to that point where he's meeting these two guys. It's definitely two guys. One of them he knows and one of them he's never seen before. Can he tell you the name who the person he knows is? I can look. Let me see if he can give me any discerning um, details about the person. I just know that one is kind of thinner than the other one. Let's see. The one that's doing all the talking is the smaller guy. Okay, he's the one that's smaller and thinner. The bigger guy is just basically the muscle that showed up. Um, the smaller guy is the one that knows Brandy. Okay? Okay. So those two know each other. So maybe she shared that they had a fight or whatever and... Okay. And there's the fight with you. Okay, and let me see what happens. Okay, there's the cutting of the drugs. I don't think they decided to cut the drugs until they got the message from her. Have they looked at her phone? Have they looked at Brandy's phone? Uh-huh. I have no clue. They've questioned her. All right, let me just see. All right, you meet the two guys. Tommy, are you at the state park at this point when you meet these two guys? One you know and one you don't know. Yes. 
a strong yes. He's at the park. This is where the deal is going down. Okay. He has, he's already depressed. He doesn't care anymore. He's just gonna, you know, I don't think he planned on, on suicide or anything. Cause I don't think he's suicidal. Stephanie, I told you that before. I don't think so. I don't think this is a man who decided I'm going to check out. I would never think that he was. I don't see that with him. He has a will to live, a will to fight. People that check out don't fight as much as he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I probably read more suicide cases than any psychic on the planet. I told you that before. My sister committed suicide, took drugs, and she took her own life. Never gave a message or anything, you know. And the thing is, is that she wasn't a fighter. She just let things happen to her. And Tommy is so the opposite. He yeah, he's not like that. He's not gonna let. I don't. I don't see him as a suicidal person. I don't see him. Now I see him as getting into some near death but I don't see him as taking it on. That's not how no. he was. All right, let me look at these two guys and then any other questions you have. I want to be able to get all your questions in and I know your daughters are there too, so his sisters. Um, let me just see what's happening. All right, there, all right. He's accusing them of cutting the drugs because it looks different from the other ones he bought. The appearance is different. Oh, well, this is just, you know, a new way of packaging. He said, no, this is different from what I had before. So Tommy was questioning the actual product. That sounds like him. Mm-hmm. Tommy's not stupid. No, he's not. He's, he's pretty smart. And he knew it was different from what he took before. So he they got into it. And, oh, there's the bigger guy. All right, there's the bigger guy pushing him. And, okay. That's when they offer to have him sample it. If Tommy had not sampled it, he might still be with us. Okay? okay. I, I wish he would have said no. I think he was trying to prove a point that they did something to it. And that meant more for him to be right about that than his own life. I just see, I, I see this happening because I know he took it because I see his vertigo. I see the double vision. I see him having to sit down in front of this tree. All right, I'm seeing something else now. As soon as he was in incapacitated he couldn't talk anymore like his mouth he, he um oh my god all right i don't know what the i should know this but i don't know amanda what are the effects of fentanyl when you combine it with any sort of drug because i'm seeing him foaming at the mouth well i don't know 
about combining, but I know that fentanyl can cause your your um, breathing to be labored. Um, okay. With that, it, it relaxes everything. So pretty much you kind of aren't able to breathe because of relaxation. I'm his mouth. He can't, he can't talk. He can't move his tongue to talk. And that is one of the possibilities, I, be, you know, I believe. And I'm seeing him, I, I'm seeing some drool coming out of his mouth. So he can't even control the moisture in his mouth. It's that bad. Stephanie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, let me just see what else I'm seeing. Oh, those two idiots. Those two guys waited to, for, they knew what was going to happen to him because this stuff would take down a horse. They knew what was going to happen to him. So they just waited. They just waited and they were going to teach him a lesson. But I think what happened was they, they were like, okay, we're not dealing with this guy. And I, and I see them dragging him. So there should have been some sort of drag marks off the path. It's not on the path itself. Where they met, what I'm seeing is like a little hill with almost, um, it looks like a, a stone structure, like a, like, you know, stone of some kind, either like quarry stone or something that's stacked on top of one another. It looks like stone. And I see this nearby where all this went down. They dragged him off from there. They dragged him. I think they were scared that he was going to blow the whistle. Stephanie. Huh. I think they were scared. They were scared that their whole operation was going to be audited and they were going to end up in prison and they decided to take care of it right there and then because i think tommy went too far with his threats i think he threatened them and he didn't say he was going to call the police he just said you know oh you think you're you're going to be able to sell this anywhere else here after i'm done tommy sort of took control of that situation does that sound like him? Yeah. God, I wish he wouldn't have done that. There was a better way, a more safe way, right? But I think he needed to prove that, you know, he was, he was the superior one there with the three of them. And I think he had something to prove. I think he was done with people telling him he was less than, you know? Yeah. Let's get to your questions because that's kind of what I'm seeing at the, at the 
crime scene itself. What questions do you have? What questions do the sisters have? Uh, there, there's are just the same as mine. I mean, uh, I'd like to know who these people are. Um, I'd like to know if, if he's if he is dead, I want to know where his body's at. Okay. I'm going to look at that first. Tommy, are you still with us on this plane? Are you still here? Alive and breathing. Are you still here? Well, he's showing me the love for you, Stephanie, like crazy right now. He's, um, I'm, I'm sensing he's, he's tearing up. Let me just see. Tommy, are you still alive? Okay, there's the message to you. He's telling me he wishes he would have married the the other one. And that the new one, Brandy, was trying to force him into that. She was trying to force him to get married to her. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to make that happen. So whatever her design He's not the marrying kind. <laughs> yeah, she had designs on him to, to land him. All right, let me look. Tommy, are you still alive on this earth? No, honey, no. I think you know. Stephanie, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling about it, you know. Stephanie, you are so strong. You're a 22. You're born on the 22nd. It's a master number. You had to be a master number in order to deal with this. You had to. I'm not going to say anything more about that. But he is just so full of love for you. That's all you can talk about to me right now. Is how much he loves you for caring enough to do this. I think he didn't realize you loved him this much. I think that's what the surprise was. <laughs> that he didn't realize you were, you would go to this length to save him. I think he thought differently before now. He, he is overwhelmed with feelings for you. You guys are definitely karmic. He's a 13. He's a four. You're a four on the 22nd. I'm a four. Amanda's an eight. It's a whole thing on my Twitter. Everybody knows. I talk about fours and eights all the time. 
But all I'm saying is, is that all I'm, all I'm hearing from him is love for you, that you did this for him. He's my son. Why wouldn't I? I think he thought less of himself and thought that you would never, that you would just get over it. <laughs> you know, just because you guys had a fight doesn't mean you didn't love him like crazy. You know? He knows that. We've had plenty of fights over the years, but he knows. Of course he knows. And he knows now. He's just like, he can't believe how special you think he is. <sighs> you would do this for him, a nobody. You would do this for him. If, if we leave with anything today, it's that. Okay? I'm where they put him. Okay? Okay. They dragged him off. I see them coming back later at night with shovels. I'm just going to say it real quick so it's ripping it off like a band-aid. Okay? I see um, them burying him in a shallow grave. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. They buried him. Is it in that same area? The reason he died is because the bigger one... Uh, I see a head injury. Like, they, he had a rock or something. Like, I see his skull had a, had a fracture. He hit him to knock him out but I, it's a rock or something it had a sharp jagged edge on it and it was just to get him to not make any noise when they were moving him it's nearby this stone structure that i'm seeing it's it's darker slate looking stone it's darker stone like slate and it's like maybe a pile of slate rocks or something slate like like maybe a little uh, underpass thingy where it's slate on the top of it because I see the stones are darker this is where they took him this is not where they dug the hole, though. They dug the hole nearby, though. It looks like it's across the path, and then they dig the hole near these trees, like near this little opening. And they had enough light, and they just did it quickly, and it was... That was it. He was already gone at this point, my love. He was. He was already gone. He's already gone. That's probably why he's pushing to get in on this podcast thingy. And he pushed all those names out of my bowl. And I have severe OCD. So when he did that, I was pretty pissed off. I'm like, okay. Because I don't like having to clean my rug, you know. Because I had to wipe it down with some baby wipes, you know. And pick up the other names and put them back. 
but he wanted to be heard. He wanted to push through to talk to you. Did you dream of him at any point from the last time we talked? No, but uh, I, I had dreams like when he first came up and and that was that was a crazy dream of, of things happening to him. Like, like what? Well, I've had dreams of people jumping in. And, uh, That's pretty I've much. Had, right. I've had they knocked him overdosing somewhere and being left by himself. No, he wasn't left by himself. They were watching. They were waiting. That I'm sure of. I'm going to check again. Were these two guys with him? Were they with you, Tommy? When, when you were being knocked out? Yep. A strong yes. They were standing right there. He wasn't alone. He wasn't with friends, but he wasn't alone. Can he tell you the location? I mean, I am, I'm telling you as much as I can see, like it doesn't work that way where we get an actual address. <laughs> You know, I would love to have that for people. Um, what I'm giving you landmarks around where this is. This around the national park area. Yep, and it's the slate stone that I'm talking about. It's like a like stone, like a little enclosure or something of dark stone, like slate. Okay. That's one of the markers. I've never been out there. I just know it's a very highly wooded area. And I know that the TBI has searched it two or three times. Well, you know, I don't think they went on the main path when they were dragging them. I think that that was through the trees. And I think they left them there and then came back. I see them leaving for a short time, maybe to get the shovels or something. God forbid. And then I see them coming back. It was like a short time, like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. They they were waiting until dark. They were waiting until it was dark. Do you know what time his vehicle arrived there or her vehicle? No, we, we have no clue. So there's no way, no GPS that tells you what time it was there? No. No, when they found his phone, his phone was on airplane mode. Okay. This is, you know, I, I've done this a lot for the past couple decades. And when I see what I see, I just say it. And... You know, we go from there and then little pieces start trickling in. I mean, I remember when I was in Aruba talking about Natalie Holloway and I said, look, they burned her body at a high heat and the father, Paulus, had something to do with it. It was one of his friends at, you know, they had an oven that could cremate a body and that's what they did. 
And everybody else was like, no, she's in the traps, in the lobster traps or, you know, out in the ocean. I said, no, she's not. I said, this was very well orchestrated to protect his son. And then I was in the helicopter and I said, they asked me, will he be caught for this crime for killing Natalie Holloway? I said, no, but he will be caught. He will be jailed for another girl in two years. Two years went by and that was the girl in Peru. And he's in prison now. Will we ever find Tommy? That's a good question. Let me look. Will we ever find you, Tommy? Will we ever find the body? It looks like yes. And the reason is, is because one of the guys is going to cough it up to, to get immunity. He, he will confess to get immunity. I think it's the, the bigger guy that wasn't, that Tommy didn't know. He doesn't want to go down for this. Because this yeah. is split the direction of the smaller guy. Okay? Yeah. He doesn't want to go down for this. Let me see if I can see when on the timeline real quick. When on the timeline, Tommy, is our first window for finding you. Okay. He says, he goes... He goes, I'm so mad. I knew it was cut and I took it anyway. I took it anyway. I took it anyway. Yeah, Tommy, we know. We know. We know you're not stupid. Okay, here we go. When will this deal be made? When will they? It looks like they're going to uncover some piece of evidence or something to be able to bring in on another crime. They're going to be able to bring them in. And this guy makes a deal. He says, look, I know where that guy Tommy is. In order to save his own ass. That's what it looks like. And I'm saying it right here, right now. That's what it looks like. It looks like. And, and the, the. He wants to put away the other guy. The other guy is sort of the brains of the operation. He's sort of the regional supervisor of these drug deals. He's the distributor. He is the supplier. He is the marketing executive of all this crap. And he also takes his own product. So he has drugs in his system as well. Okay. Okay. Let me see how long we can get a time frame. Tommy, how long will it be before this happens where they find something on on this group and this other guy gives your location in order for immunity? Yeah, I'm getting the same answer twice now. Okay, I'm just going to say it. 
we could hear something about this in October. At the, towards the end of October, first week to 10 days of November, that we could hear of something where there's movement. I'm going to call it movement, where interesting details are starting to align. Okay. Okay. We're going to get you your boy. His heart is with you forever and ever because he never believed that he was important enough for you to do something like this for him. Stephanie, you will see him again. Your souls are locked together. Okay. Okay. This is not the only lifetime with him at all. At all. You will be with him again. And he's, he's, um, he's like yelling at me. He goes, yeah, mom. <laughs> he's yelling at me and, you know, Tommy, can you go over to Stephanie right now? I just want to see if he can do this. Tommy, can you go there right now and put your arms around your mom, your mama? Can you go there to your mother right now and put your arms around her? And show her that you're here. Show her. Show her how much you love her and that she thought this much of you that she was never going to let you go. She was never going to let them take you away from her or anybody. No matter what kind of fights you guys had. We love you, okay? I'm so glad it was your case to begin with, to start this. I'm so happy. Because you needed help, okay? Yes. I hope this helped a little bit, a little bit. But I'm telling you, this is sort of the events as I see them. And we're going to see some sort of movement, but somebody's going to roll over on somebody else. And that's how this thing is going to come. They're going to tell us where he is in order in exchange for immunity. We're going to get the justice you need. Okay. I promise. I promise this because Tommy is not going to, Tommy's going to keep knocking names out of my bowl unless you did this happen. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do other drawings and he's going to get in my way. So we have to, we have to believe that he's strong enough to come through. Oh, I believe he is. Look, any other questions from his sisters that are there? Any, anything else? No. No. Like I said, their questions are about just like mine. Just... Is there anything else I can do for you or Amanda can do for you? Amanda, you've been so patient over there. Thank you. Tell <laughs> him that we love him. <laughs> yeah, he's here. He's there with you. You are going to see a sign of him in the house 
in the next couple hours. And then when you do, I want you to send me a note. In the next couple hours, you're going to see a sign of him there. Okay. Okay. I'm sending this over. Tommy, go to your mother. Show her you're still here. Show her. She's doing all this for you. She loves you so much. You have to go to her now. He's, I, I, so let me know if anything weird happens, like something jumps off the wall or <laughs> falls off the table or, you know. Okay. Let me know. And then we'll post it. But in the meantime, the real investigation, I'm telling you how I feel it's going to come down. I see the one guy trying to save himself. He's going to roll over on the other guy. He doesn't want to go down for this. He's he's a drug dealer, not a murderer. You know? Yeah, but if and he was involved, I'm sure that everyone... And, you know, I think he just doesn't want to go to prison for the rest of his life. You know? I, I think he's willing to make a deal. You know? I think, I think at the point where the smaller one was telling him what to do, like you know, to knock him out, I think he hit him too hard is what happened. And I see the head injury. I see his skull and I see a fracture there. Something happened there. We're going to find him, Stephanie. I don't know how long it takes. So if we have updates, will you come back and join us? Yes, sure will. Let us know with the updates and Amanda yes. and, and you know, we'll all get together and we'll talk again. And yeah, let me give out this contact. Please the do. The Goinesville Police Department, you can call them at 423-345-2316 if you have any information that can help us, you know, get these people. Say the number again. It is, I'm sorry, 423-345-2316. Uh, okay, and I wanted to remark at the end here about the, the fact that Stephanie reported this on March 15th, the Ides of March, and that's the first thing that I saw was the Ides of March. That's when this happened, where Julius Caesar was betrayed by his trusted cohorts and that's how he lost his life was on March 15th and that's the first thing that entered my head with it. So can you tell us what happened on that day? Well, um, actually it was made, made well, famous by Shakespeare. I need to hold, I need you to hold the phone like up to your mouth. Okay. Going in and out again. Okay. Um, the eyes of March is actually the way the Roman calendar was viewed. And they actually went backwards. And the 15th was the eyes of March. Uh, a seeker told uh, Julius Caesar to beware of the eyes of March uh, in uh, 44 BC. And 
Caesar actually made fun of him because half a day had gone by and nothing happened. Uh, but then he went to he was going to a theater and he was attacked by several characters, about sixty of them or had him attacked and killed on that day. Wow. Yeah, so the seer was right. And the seer is a psychic, a clairvoyant, someone who can mm -hmm. see the future. How interesting. Yes. So it's it's a betrayal is what it was. And that's what I see here, a betrayal. Stephanie, your boy didn't yeah. take his own life. Bottom line. Bottom line. And I'm standing by that. He did not I take his own life. He did either. And he didn't try to go away from you guys. He was just trying to escape his emotional nightmare that he was in. And he just, he was done with everybody trying to help him because it really wasn't helping him. I think he was addicted to the drugs and the people that were taking care of him made it worse. Bottom line. I think they didn't know how to wean him off of this slowly so that he no longer required it to feel happy or to feel whole or complete. No. I believe that too. I, I'm sending you all kinds of love, Stephanie. You too, Amanda. I'm sending love over your way. Thank you for being the greatest historian ever. And, uh, thank you for, for being my anchor girl. I, I want to thank you for that. And you can find all these people on my Twitter, everybody. Uh, the official Twitter, it's verified. It's got that little blue check mark. So always look for that when you're looking for a verified presence on Twitter, not one of the fake ones where people are making up the name. And um, if you do follow me on Twitter, you can also submit your own names of the missing that you have you know, you want some help. You want to know the, the, the answers are eluding you. You need to know what happened or just any mystery like that, where you dream about it or, or you've thought about it for years and, and it's just plaguing you. Anything like that is fine. This, this podcast is called the missing. I am psychic Carla Baron. And you can read about me on the website or whatever over there. And it's carlabaron.net. You know, you can check out what I've done. But more than that, go to Twitter, follow me there, subscribe to the podcast, you know, follow us on there and, and you can hear. You got a good taste of how I work now. So if that's something that aligns with how you are and, and your brand of justice, then contact you know on twitter and and put the name in for who you'd like me to do a possible profiling on if that name is selected in the drawing we do the drawings every other friday we just did one this past friday so we have the second one already and uh i'm going to announce that i also had a dream about this second one that was chosen the little boy cody um i had a dream this morning around seven o'clock this morning about it so i'll share that on the next podcast in two weeks this podcast will drop on october 3rd 
So look for it there. I'll post the link on Twitter and on my, uh, probably on my blog as well. And thank you, Amanda, for being here. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us and giving us your, your, your connection for the reading. And I hope just a small part of this helped you. It did. Okay, sweetheart. We'll talk soon. Uh, everybody, I wish you well. And may the universe deliver what we need to know. Good night. Thank you.